Digital Marketer. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely. I'm so excited to share this one with you today. I talked to Matt Dobson. He's a managing partner at Jumbleberry and Carousel, which is a super cool affiliate platform for media buyers and advertisers. And it kind of essentially acts as a customer acquisition engine for direct to consumer brands. In our conversation, we dig a bit into the changing landscape of Facebook and the big bad iOS update. Matt also explains how affiliate marketing is back and better than ever. And we even get into how pricing and offer models need to be adjusted for the new consumer. This one is dense, so buckle up and enjoy. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. Hey, Jenna. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited because I know we have so much that we are going to be digging into and there's so much good stuff here. Before kind of getting into the meat of what we're talking about, could you just like introduce who you are and what Jumbleberry and Carousel is and kind of what brought you to this moment where we're at right now? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, who am I? Uh, I, Big I would question. Say, yeah, I, I would say I'm a performance marketer through and through. You know, I started in the digital agency world uh, at McLaren McCann right out of school. Uh, and then I found myself sort of in the world of affiliate marketing. I guess to best describe sort of who Carousel is, is we're a customer acquisition engine for mid-market direct-to-consumer brands. So essentially what we've done is we've combined technology and manage services to help brands acquire new customers in paid marketing channels. I, I know that's a mouthful, um, but <laughs> you know, to, to make it even more complex, we do that under a CPA model, which means we only get paid a fixed commission for any sales that we help them acquire. So to simplify it, we've taken the best components of the affiliate marketing world, which is really the scale enabled by affiliates supported by a really efficient business model, CPA, and combined it with the best value that agencies bring, which in my opinion would be strategy and content. And so we've combined that, and, and that's essentially Carousel's value proposition. And I guess to use one last analogy, really, if you can kind of think of it as like Uber, right? It's, you can think of affiliates as the drivers and brands as the riders. Carousel is essentially the intermediary that provides the tools and technology for both of those parties to be successful. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I just, I think it's a really cool time to be doing what you're doing. And I, I love that you kind of described yourself as a performance marketer, like, you know, if, if people are listening and they're like wondering, like, why him? Why now? Like, there's so much. You were just talking to me about things that are happening on iOS, like with the new iOS updates. Mm -hmm. Could you get into a little bit about what's happening on Facebook right now? What's happening for marketers and speak to just where we're at as a community right now? Yeah, I, I think the simple answer would be uh, a lot of people are freaking out um, and, mm -hmm. and understandably, right? It's, it's a pretty complex sort of circumstance that's happened. Quite frankly, a lot of brands haven't really had a lot of time to prepare for it. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, Facebook over the last few years has been obviously a great place to acquire customers. It's been relatively cheap um, to acquire customers. The targeting platform has been 
amazing, right? It's it's the most effective, the most efficient targeting platform out there. And I think a lot of the brands in the early days were able to capitalize off of very cheap costs and were able to sort of, you know, be able to, you know, throw up a product and and have a ton of customers. Well, you can't do that really anymore as customer uh, as customer acquisition costs have come up. You know, obviously. You know, the cat's out of the bag. Facebook is a is a great place to go. Um, it's made it a lot more difficult. So as such, brands have had to really up their game in terms of buying on that platform, which means they have to start getting really great at targeting, really great creatives, and really they have to focus more on on sort of how to how to build a business, not just on front end acquisition, but retention as well. So that means that they have to be able to sell products that people are willing to uh, to start sort of stick around and and, and repurchase. Mm-hmm. And specifically with some of these privacy changes, like I know that it, it's making it even harder and we're targeting a lot of the the nurturing we were able to do on Facebook through this ad platform has kind of been taken away. So what does that mean for marketing? I think that means uh, a lot more selling and less entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you can't just stick up ads with really, like, really pretty product shots anymore and, and acquire customers, right? I think it's going back to a lot of the principles that you would have read in a lot of the early literature of, you know, um, scientific advertising, and that's a big thing that we do. Our, our approach really is we help brands acquire customers on cold traffic. That means we have to be really good at selling products. So what we do is we build offers. We don't build campaigns. We are not trying to build. Can, you know, we're not trying to sort of um, get people shopping. We're trying to get people to buy. So we create, you know, storytelling pre-sale pages. We create what we call offers, which is really trying to, you know, uh, create unique offer models. It's not an add to cart experience. It's more of like, here's an offer. Uh, it could be subscription, direct sale, whatever it is, with some really strong customer incentive, right? Because we can tell the story in terms of the ads and the angles, get people really excited about the value prop of the brand, uh, but how do we get them buying there and now? Well, that's really the offer that that needs to be presented to them. And there's a lot of different tactics that you can use in order to do that. But I think brands need to figure out how to do that really well. I mean, really what you want to, if you look at Facebook now, it's like this digital billboard. If it's not as effective in, tar- in, in terms of targeting or your retargeting campaigns aren't as uh, efficient as a result of attribution loss, then you need to be converting customers within a relatively uh, short attribution window, which means you need to get them buying today. And that's, wow. that's really what we focus on. The, just going back to the, the way you described shopping versus buying, I feel like that in itself was huge. Like that, that to me is a writer downer. If you're listening and you are in your car, please do not stop and write that down. But <laughs> if you're at your desk or somewhere with a piece of paper, that, that to me is huge, the, the differentiation differentiation mm-hmm. between shopping, this like browsing ideology, this kind of slow moving thing, and then buying. And then speaking to that offer, I know we're going to get into some of those pricing and offer models, but I, I'd love to touch on, you know, how, how affiliate marketing, something that is feels so old school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is is back in yeah yeah i mean listen it's it's a really efficient scalable business model right i think the problem is affiliate marketing has gotten a bad rap historically just because of the approach right it's it it can have you know connotations with fraud 
you can be working with affiliates that aren't marketing the brands the right way, right? But if you can really dial that in, work with the right types of affiliates, the right types of media buyers, and your approach as you know, a company that's working with affiliates is really dialed in. It's compliant. It's you know, uh, everything that's being marketed is you know, according to brand guidelines. It's it's a really scalable model. I mean, think about it. It's like if you're in a brand and you have an internal media t- buying team of five people. Well, you can come to Carousel and deepen that bench by like 20 or 30 different media buyers. And mm. these buyers uh, specialize in more channels in more markets and just quite frankly, have more scale. Um, so that's really what it comes down to in terms of what the value is. I just don't think a lot of companies have figured out how to work with affiliates the right way. And that's really something that we're, we're continuing to sort of develop. So I think, yeah, I think in a world um, where costs are going up, you need to figure out how to procure the right relationships, whether it's with, you know, paid media buyers or non-paid uh, affiliates uh, and figure out how to get as much leverage as possible. Because really the goal here is to get as many, uh, you know, get as uh, many of your products out in, in as many channels in front of as many eyeballs as possible. And you can really do that through the scalability uh, or the wisdom of the crowds approach through affiliates. Mm-hmm. It's such an updated version of how I would normally see affiliate marketing. And and just to be really clear, when you say affiliate, you're not talking about influencers, brand ambassadors, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So in, in Carousel, I mean, I definitely think that uh, brands should be focused on that. But uh, at Carousel, we work with only paid media buyers uh, as of right now. Um, that will change. But yeah, no, current state, we are working with paid social, paid display, um, and paid search affiliates. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's just a, a really good like piece of clarity as, you know, the person listening is kind of piecing, piecing this together. So what makes the, so the tech part of this so innovative? Yeah. I mean, it's called it, it's two prong, right? Because we 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 are an intermediary between two parties, right? So we represent uh, brands and media buyers. So I'll talk about media buyers first. Listen, in my experience, media buyers like to do what they do best, which is buy media. And <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of times they don't want to deal with clients. They don't want somebody poking into what they're doing. You know, like why are you running these creatives or why are you setting up your your structures like this? So what we do is we give media buyers really great access to brands, uh, really competitive payouts through the brands that we work with. We build a lot of the creatives. Uh, we also get the age or the brands actually supply us with a lot of creatives. Um, and we give them really good tracking and reporting technology uh, that just ultimately makes their jobs really easy. So if you're in, like most of the media buyers that we work with are actually working within agencies getting their side hustle on. So uh, in most cases, uh, I wouldn't say most cases, but a lot of the cases, they actually leave that job to kind of go and do this on their own. So it's really cool to see us sort of creating these uh, new businesses because this model and uh, technology is working so well. So essentially, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, if, if you want to run sort of CPA campaigns for mid-market direct-to-consumer brands at high payouts and have us do a lot of that sort of heavy lifting, it, it can be a really great um, value proposition to these, uh, to these different media buyers. Now, on the advertiser side, I mean, it's a really efficient business model, you know, and we do 
everything that agencies do all under a performance model. So it's like, what's the risk, right? You come and you only pay per customer and we do the ads, we do the angles, we build offers um, and we get you access to some of the most talented media buyers uh, in many different markets and channels. So uh, I would say that that is the service, but the technology that manages all that is, is, is really what's, uh, what's, which is what is convenient ultimately for, for advertisers. Um, because historically, if you think about it, you wouldn't be able to see any of that going on. Like I'll give you a really good example is for every creative that we run for a brand, it needs to be submitted within our ad creative tool. So our media buyers can go in, they can submit their creatives, uh, whether it's their images, their videos, and their copy. And advertisers can, you know, they get alerted and they can add, edit, uh, or approve or reject um, right in one simple tool. So that's just like a really small instance of how the technology is just making it really convenient for both parties to do business together. Wow. It, it's so cool. It's it's super exciting. I, I, I know we're going to have kind of two types of people listening you know, with their ears perked up right now. So for, for our listeners that are the media buyer and that are like, this sounds really cool. What does it look like? How do I get vetted? How do, you know, how can I work with you? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. I mean, you can, you can go to our website, you can sign up. Uh, I mean, it's a fairly uh, simple process. There is an approval process in terms of what we're looking for and the right types of partners. And then essentially we get a call set up with you and, and, and sort of pitch you on some campaigns. It's uh, it's fairly frictionless. That's really cool. Hey, DM listeners. Did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. I'm guessing you have never had anybody like, cutting their teeth on, <laughs> on doing these. Cause these are like big brands. This is not like someone gets to try out media. Yeah, buying. <laughs> yeah we do. We, we are looking for the right partners. Um, I mean, commitment is everything with these types of campaigns that uh, really do you just sort of turn it on and it just works. I mean, that's mm -hmm. really our goal and objective as sort of the carousel team. I mean, we want to make sure that media buyers are profitable right out from the gates and that's constantly our objective, uh, as we grow. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, you know, uh, you, you do have to spend a little bit of budget uh, for some of our bigger partners. We get test budgets and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, we're looking for a really committed media buyer. You do have to have some pedigree. I mean, we do most of the media buyers that we work with, they are referred over. Uh, I would say just to contextualize it, we, we work with anywhere between, let's call it 50 to 70 media buying teams. Um, so we're not, it's not quantity, it's, it's more quality. That makes sense. So on the advertiser side, um, you know, I think putting into perspective, if, if maybe off the top of your head, I don't, we don't have to go into like super math time, but just looking at, you know, you said it's a performance model. So, you know, cost per acquisition versus the Facebook cost per acquisition. 
and the the time and you know of kind of owning the media buying on your own team what does that comparison look like yeah and and it's sort of it's confusing right because cpa has sort of two meanings i mean when you're when you're thinking about a cpa as a as a brand you're thinking about the cpa or the cac that you use to acquire customers within that uh, within that platform in in our world the cpa is is like a commission right so think about it as a commission so let's say jenna has this cool new viral nail polish uh, brand that you brought to market and you know we determined that uh, a customer is worth $60 well that would be the CPA right so you would pay us $60 times however many customers we're help we're able to help you acquire so if we generate a thousand customers for you let's make it a better number say that we generate 10,000 customers for you it's 10,000 times $60 that's all we get paid we do not charge anything beyond that that's really cool Okay. Well, how would a company get an offer ready? You had mentioned that you work with specific types of offers and you kind of finagle, I guess that's the word. Mm-hmm. You kind of recreate uh, the, the, the offers that you present to the consumer. So what's working right now? What, what are you changing? Yeah. And, and just to, just to be really clear, I wouldn't say that we go out and find offers. We go and find incredible brands that have cool products, mm, right? And then we, okay. we help them develop offers. So the process is essentially, you know, we help them develop angles, you know, like tell that story in terms of what are their competitive moats? What's their USP? What problems are they helping consumers solve? What's the ultimate desire? So coming up with those really good hooks and angles, building ads to support those angles, building a storytelling pre-sale page to really add color around it, and then building a unique PDP that presents an offer. Right? What does um, a PDP stand for? Uh, product page. Sorry about oh, that. Okay. It could be a landing page or product page, but essentially what we're trying to do is present a unique offer structure. Let's say it's a, a bundling strategy, a mix and match bundling strategy, and then attaching some really cool customer incentive to it. And I'm not saying customer incentive like a BOGO deal. That's 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 cool. Um, mm-hmm. But like what I'm saying is like something like, you know, uh, can we help them create like a really interesting contest that you know, um, customers can get access to if they buy, uh, or it could be some really cool like uh, gift that they could get that's really adjacent to the hero product that we're selling, not just like a free ebook. So that's essentially our process in a nutshell. In terms of what's working right now, I mean, listen, we're we're coming out of COVID. Uh, you know, hopefully coming out of COVID, it's it's stuff that's sort of mass market. Uh, I would say focus on products that people need versus want. So anything in the wealth, in the health and wellness space right now uh, is doing really, really well. I would say beauty too, but make beauty, you know, focus on products that people were having a really difficult time getting a COVID in a COVID world. Mm-hmm. So just to get really specific, um, I mean, we work with companies like Onnit, which sells tons of great supplements. Um, you know, we work with, uh, you know, meal delivery kits are also super hot right now. We work with, uh, who else are we working with in the beauty category? Uh, companies like Glamnetic. Um, they sell awesome eyelash products. You name it. Um, I mean, there's tons of stuff. But I would say that that's our bread and butter is health and wellness uh, and beauty right now. Yeah. I think it just reiterates how important it is to, like, one, you know, obviously you want to find a product that you care about, a product that you want to sell that offers some kind of transformation, even if it's really small, like an eye, an eyelash, a magnetic eyelash, which actually 
is super innovative and really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but then focusing so much on that one offer. So you're building a specific product page. It's not like here are all the other things Glamnetic offers. It's like, here's the one thing. Right. Yeah. So uh, to, to go back to sort of what I said before, it's not about shopping, right? It's about buying. So present mm-hmm. an offer, simplify the choices. I'm going to use another example. When we first started working with Onnit, we were going directly to their website, right? Which sells hundreds of products. Well, then we narrowed the focus and just focused on Alpha Brain, right? And built our angles and our, our, our bundling strategy uh, and our upsell strategy all around that. And when you do that, uh, you start to make it simple, like more simple for customers to make a choice, right? You don't want them clicking around, adding to cart. You want to present an offer. You want to give them a compelling reason in terms of, or an incentive as to why they should buy that now, but in a tasteful way. And when you do that, you start to see a big lift in performance. I think when we first started working with Onnit, our conversion rate was like 2% and now it's like 12%. So wow. uh, you can, when you present offers, it has not only a really big effect on performance, but it also improves the profit per customer, right? Because they're not just buying the cheapest things on the website. If you present an option that has higher perceived value, in most cases, you can see a 10 to $15 lift in AOV um, you know, uh, within that session of people purchasing, which is yeah, obviously a big advantage for brands. It's like the, it's the one thing that you're really, really good at. And once you kind of prove yourself with your customer and it's not at this like entry level price, it's, it's at like a really decent, you know, margin. Mm-hmm. Once you prove yourself and once they have a great experience, then I am guessing they would come back and want to try out more. So even if you are like on it and you do sell multiple types of products, I can see how that would be a huge benefit. Does that line up with what you're seeing? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, really what our job is because we're converting customers on cold traffic, we need them converting today. But like, if you think about it from the brand's perspective, that could be a customer forever for them. I mean, ever might be an exaggeration, but uh, they're only paying us a CPA or a commission on day one. But after we bring that lead to them or that sale to them, if that that brand is doing a great job through remarketing, remonetization efforts, I mean, that customer can be retained for years. So I think that's that's one of the benefits is get them in with, you know, on some sort of hook, on some sort of compelling uh, offer and figure out how to bat, how to monetize that customer over and over again, you know, with other other products within your uh, within your portfolios. Yeah. What is the um, what does that creative look like? That top of funnel direct response type of creative what's working? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to give you an answer that you probably, you know, heard many, many times over. Uh, I, I would say UGC, you know, um, mm. you know, anything that is really highlighting sort of why people love your products. I mean, I think the scripting of the UGC is really, really important. It's not like you can just throw up something, um, you know, that that isn't uh, uh, sort of authentic. But yeah, no, I, I mean, it's it's, you know, show people why they love your product, why they can't live without it, why it's unique, why it, like how it's how it's solving some sort of problem that they have in their life. If that scripting's done well and 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 the content's done with the right types of influencers, you know that that wins all the time. I would say one other uh, cool sort of component of that would be uh, customer testimonials or customers. I would say actually customer success stories, which is a little bit different than just having some you know 
some girl in their bathroom sort of talking about why your product's amazing. Like, you know, uh, you can go pretty deep. I mean, like, especially if you're dealing with like a product that's really helping somebody, like if you think about the pain management vertical, if you're selling a product that's actually solving pain or really helping them with something that's like, you know, um, uh, inflicting on their lives and somehow like you can get some really, really great, you know, content there that, that really sort of connects with people. Hmm, that makes sense. Do you work at all with any non-physical products? Yeah. So we, I would say the majority of our portfolio would be like hard goods, but we are working with some companies that are in the consumer app space, you know, uh, telemedicine companies, things of that nature as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Matt, we're kind of getting to the end. I do have one more question for you, but before I ask it, I do want to know where can people find out more about Jumbleberry, more about Carousel, and more about you? Yeah, cool. Um, again, and, and just thanks for the opportunity, Jenna. It was great to be here today. You can go to Let's Go Carousel. Uh, you know, if you're a brand that's looking for uh, a great team to help you sort of grow your customer base, there's a lead magnet on there somewhere. Uh, so definitely reach out. Uh, we'd be happy to talk to you. And, uh, you know, if you want to reach out to me, I think LinkedIn's probably the best, uh, the best route. So I'm sure my LinkedIn will be added to the show notes or something like that. But yeah, yeah if you have any questions or want to sort of nerd out about this stuff, I'm, uh, I'm available to talk. Awesome. So Matt, final question. I asked this of every guest, but we, we didn't really get too much into your origin story, but I still want to know, you know, if you could go back in time and talk to the younger Matt, who hasn't learned all the lessons you've learned right now about life, if you could go back in time, what would you tell that Matt and why? Hmm. Um, I would probably, um, I would probably tell myself to slow down a little bit. I think this space, I always tell this to sort of my employees and the people I work with. It's like, there's no shortage of opportunity in this world, uh, you know, particularly in the e-commerce space. It's moving so quick. You know, uh, the algorithms are changing every month. The trends are changing. And, and sometimes it's like, I just have to remind myself, it's like, just, just focus on the stuff that actually matters, right? Like mm -hmm. focus, like go back to the, the principles. Like even, you know, if you read all the old sort of marketing books, whether it's, you know, uh, Eugene Schwartz stuff or, or Ogilvy you know, <laughs> marketing hasn't changed, just the medium has, right? So if you want to like go and figure out how to write good copy or figure out how to build a really great uh, marketing funnel, uh, it's all there. And I think it's it's more about the quality of work than you do than the quantity. So I would just remind advertisers and affiliates out there, like, don't worry, there's no shortage of opportunity, slow down, just, uh, you know, focus on the stuff and produce great stuff. And, and uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be really successful. I love that. That's a really good reminder. And also, I don't know, there's, there's so much smart stuff just in the, in everything you said in this episode that I really feel like there's a lot that can be unpacked. So I would encourage those of you listening to like slow down, like Matt said, and also unpack the small things that are actually really big ideas. There's a lot of really big ideas here and just make sure to slow down and take time to take them all in. Mm -hmm. Matt, thanks so much for your time and for like your knowledge. I, I felt 
very smart listening to you every time I understood things you were saying. So, <laughs> well, again, thank you for having me, Jenna. I appreciate it. I hope the, the listeners got some value out of it. Yeah, and to you out there listening, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.